G'day everyone, I hope you are going well. We're up to our next growth group study uh, on Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 to 39, a story of a Canaanite woman and the feeding of the 4,000. First question is, and I'm excited about this and I hope you will be too at the end. How many people have you, first question is, how many people have you invited to church in the last month? Or how long ago since you have invited anyone to church? Uh, This uh, is a pretty confronting question, I know, to begin with and sort of gets the ball rolling uh, at quite a pace right from the start. But I think it's really important. If the answer is none, then say it. Uh, Let's not try to um, wash over it or anything like that, but... Uh, or if the answer is a hundred, say it. Uh, really, we need to get this way up high on the agenda. Really thinking through, and you might want to have a think about your own answer to this question and why you why you have that answer. What is it that uh, prevents you, or what is it that encourages you to invite people? Um, we even want to get towards thinking, you know, what help. Do people need to be able to feel confident to invite people or resources they can use? So have a discussion about that. This is not for the purpose of condemnation, but it is for the purpose of exposure of you know, a very important thing, that our invitation for people to join the people of God and to see them happening. So that's question one. Question two, read 15 verse 21, what is surprising about Jesus being in this region? Now, the region that Jesus has withdrawn into is the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is in the area of old, the old area of Phoenicia and uh, is to the left, to, to the north, I've got to get my art, to the northeast of Israel. So it's actually outside of Israel. And this is what's surprising, that they are not in Israelite territory. And uh, so we need to be a bit surprised by that as we're reading to say, oh, it's gone outside Israel. This is fascinating. Question three, read 15.22. What is surprising about how the woman is described and what is she saying? Uh, the, the woman is described as a Canaanite woman. Now, the Canaanites were the people that the Israelites drove out of that area. Canaan is the promised land and the Canaanites used to live there. And now we have a woman who is given this title Canaanite, and yet that's a way old title. It would have really uh, stuck out, not someone just from Tyre or Sidon, but a Canaanite woman. So this is really uh, an enemy, someone who has been dispossessed by the Israelite people. And yet what is also surprising is she comes out crying, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Now, the thing that we had meant to be drawn our attention to is that she is saying, Lord, son of David. Now, here is someone who is not an Israelite calling Jesus Lord and son of David. This is surprising. Question four, read 15, 23 to 26. What is surprising to us about Jesus' reply. Now, initially, Jesus doesn't answer. And we might be surprised at that. He just seems to, anyway, ignore her. His disciples, though, get frustrated. His disciples came to him and they urge him, send 
her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Send her away. Now, Jesus answers the disciples. This next comment was the disciples. I was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Now, the disciples would have agreed with that. And the woman, however, keeps on coming. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, again, Lord, help me. He replies then, this is surprising, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Now, we get a bit offended at this because we think, is Jesus calling this woman a dog? Um, in our part of the world and in our era, this was an incredible, this is an incredibly offensive thing to call someone, uh, unless you're a dog lover, of course. Uh, but here in particular, this is the the dogs are the ones who don't deserve. The dogs are the ones who are outside of the kingdom. Question 5, read fifteen twenty-seven to 28. What is surprising about the woman's answer to Jesus' reply? Now, the woman's answer to Jesus' reply is she agrees that it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. She says, I don't deserve. But then she said, even the dogs eat the crumbs from under their master's table. So she is really showing some sense of faith. It's the tiniest hope that she will get even just a crumb of what Jesus can offer. And Jesus replies to her, when you have great faith. Now, notice here, it's great faith. In the past, faith is usually described by the, of the disciples' faith anyway as little faith. Here, a foreign Canaanite region of Tyre and Sidon, dog woman, has more faith than the disciples. Her request is granted and her daughter was healed at that moment. Question six is really asking to reflect, what do you think the purpose of this story is? And I would want to suggest very strongly that the purpose of this story is the learning again of the disciples that people outside of Israel are people who also need to hear about Jesus. He is not just the king of Israel. He is the king of all the nations. And obviously at the end of Matthew's gospel, we hear Jesus say, go to all nations and make disciples. Well, this is where they're beginning to see that. Initially in chapter 10, they were sent only to the people of Israel to stay within the t towns of Israel. Now they're just beginning to to uh, to go over their borders, to expand their own minds, to see that even the Gentiles need to hear about Jesus. Uh, read seven. Uh, read fifteen twenty nine to thirty. Who is Jesus healing in these verses? Well, again, it's reinforcing this point that it's people who are outside of Israel. Now, the reason I think these people are outside of Israel was because of verse 31. It says they praised the God of Israel. So it doesn't just say they praised God. It's they're praising the God of Israel and um, recognizing his authority over them and among them. Question 8 Read fifteen thirty-two to 39. What are the differences between this feeding and the previous feeding? That is the feeding of the 5,000 in the beginning of, at the, uh, at the beginning of chapter 14. Um, uh, some of the big differences are that it's 4,000. <laughs> Obvious. Also, the number seven keeps being repeated. Seven 
seven. Uh, what is it? Seven. Oh, where it is? Where could get a? How many loaves do you have? Seven. They ask. And then how many? Um, the disciples pick up seven basketfuls of broken pieces after that. Uh, after he takes those seven loaves, so there's just an emphasis on the number seven there, and there is an idea that the, the there were seven nations that were outside of Israel, and so this is in sense the um, the people all around Israel are the people who Jesus is also acting like a Moses figure to feed them in the wilderness. Uh, with miraculous bread. And again, it's the disciples, verse 36, that feed the people. So there's a lot more to think about that. So it'd be great to um, meditate on that for a while. So what are the similarities and differences between that? And question nine, what impact do you think these two events would have had on the disciples? I think almost definitely this Two events were broadening their horizons to see that the message about Jesus is not only for the Israelites, but for all the nations. Now, two implications, verse 10, sorry, verse 10, question 10. What are the implications of these stories for us on one, racism? So I just thought it'd be worth just reflecting for a little bit on the inappropriateness of racism that our God, our Lord Jesus, is the God of all the nations. And for us to, in any way, say that some other nationality or race is lower than us, then uh, then this is just so inappropriate. And it is a comment on our God, not only on the other people. So we need to be very conscious of our own racist comments and, uh, and appall them, be appalled by them, by ourselves saying them. But the second implication for us is on mission. And here the, impl- the clear implication for us is that Jesus is not only, not only for the Israelites. This is not some Israelite religion that we are joining in with. He is the king of Israel who is the king of the world. This was always in the Old Testament. The king David would be king, David the king of Israel, the highest of high, all the high mountains. He would be king of the world. And this is the Lord Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus, who is so going back to question question 1, how many people have you invited to church? This is mission-mindedness. We need to really step up on this and we really want to look out for people to be able to invite. So why not think of one person or two people that are in your life and ask your group to begin to pray for those people. Uh, We're looking forward to some stuff about this next term, uh, some really focused things, so we look forward to that as well. Well, I've gone for 11 minutes and 15 seconds, and that's way over, so I've taken up too much of your time. I'll see you later and pray your group goes well. See you later.